Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 26. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic week, and welcome to another week, another episode of the Success IQ podcast. We've got a great guest today, an old friend of mine. We've known each other since 2007. David Godfrey. David's known me as I started my road to recovery and then we went to the same uh, European College of Holistic Medicine to learn about hypnotherapy and NLP and, and coaching skills and it's a real it's a real privilege to have him on the show. He is someone even when we first met he's someone that really does emulate mindset and peak performance. He knows what it is to get you know, look after your mind to make sure that you get to the place you need to be in order to achieve what you want to achieve. He certainly knows how to look after his body as well as his mind. And he has done so many things. He's trained with thought leaders and he is an NLP master practitioner. He is a coach. He studied hypnotherapy. He he combines mindset coaching with personal training and now what he's done is he's expanded that with his his good lady, his wife, to focus on binge eating, emotional eating, stress, overwhelm, anxiety, perfectionism, all sorts of things that really you need to look at in order to achieve that level of success and happiness that you're looking for in your life. And we really had a great time doing the interview. It was so nice to catch up with him. So let's jump over to the interview and um, hope you enjoy it. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. And it's, it's been a long time coming. I mean, what, we so met in 2007 I think we met 2006 so, uh, yeah was it uh, yeah I think it might have been 2006 six, yeah. Seven. yeah yeah it's a damn long time <laughs> <laughs> okay so Dave could you tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey how you've got to you know where you've been to where you are right now okay um well well um let's begin so uh, my speciality is in mindset, and uh, I'm spe- uh, specialising in the uh, the mindset of uh, of weight loss. Um, but it's also much more big picture than that. Um, and so, how I got here, I've I, for ever since I can remember, I, I, I was always interested in mindset. And um, so, so both mindset and uh, sport and fitness were my were my true passions. And so I, I started off uh, doing a lot of sports as a kid. Um, swimming was my, my first uh, primary sport. And I remember I must have been about 13. And my best friend at the time, who was a, um, a tennis player, he gave me this book from his coach called uh, The Psychology of Sports. And that, that was my first real exposure uh, to uh, mindset work. And so from there, then I learned to, uh, I learned meditation when I was at university, then did my first hypnotherapy course very shortly after that. Um, and at the same time, I was uh, making inroads into the personal training industry as well. So I, start, I started off straight out of university um, working as a personal trainer, um, but at the same time, kind of building up my uh, mindsets and, and uh, mindset therapy work as well. So NLP, hypnotherapy, life coaching. Um, and then 
over the course of the years, uh, studied um, studied with a whole bunch of people. Uh, Phil Parker, who um, obviously we um, we yeah. met each other through him. Um, Stephen Brooks, uh, Richard Bandler, um, Tony Robbins, Chloe Madonna's, um, and just gradually kind of just did you know studied more and more, did more and more courses, and uh, and and I I did personal training and the therapy alongside each other up until. Um, when did I make uh, make the cut? About two years ago now. Okay. Um, made made the complete cut. It was a bit of a transition. It was a gradual uh, whittling down of the uh, of the one to one PT because they started to merge into one. Um, but as as I as I evolved both of them, I started to realise that because of my unique skill set, I was getting referred a lot of the problematic cases that nobody else could deal with. Um, people that had been, you know, overweight for years, um, and, you know, been yo-yoing back and forth, but didn't really seem to make any headway. Um, people struggling with, um, uh, eating disorders, those kinds of things. Uh, and, and started to have a, a real impact in those different areas and, and, uh, started kind of essentially bringing the two together into this almost like uh, one unified approach and at that point uh, I realized you know what um, I, I want to really take this to the next level uh, I want to impact more people um, and yeah had a real uh, much more of a vision for where the uh, where the business was going to go um, and at the same time uh, met my now wife uh, Rachel um, Rachel Guy um, who had already uh, already built two successful businesses of her own um, and an absolute gun in in terms of um, uh, business strategy and uh, and she had whereas I had invested most of my uh, time and energy and practice and resources in uh, becoming a, a better better um, people helper and therapist and, and, and helping people with their psychology uh, Rachel had done the same thing but focusing purely on um, business uh, skills and so inevitably us two kind of getting together was just um, per per perfect unison um, uh, not just not just in terms of uh, um, personally but also in terms of the business as well and uh, so we launched Chase Life together um, two years ago and uh and it's just been cranking ever since um chase life is a it's a women's only program um designed as a complete mind and body uh overhaul so we take on people who have been struggling to make body transformations but we also take people who have been struggling with uh things like uh, anxiety stress overwhelm um perfectionism um all kinds of things, even even as far as um, people with uh, who have been struggling with uh, depression and so on. So, yeah, we 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 help people to make a big picture change to their lives, essentially. So, okay. so Dave, that's one of the things that that always that it was always highlighted to me, even when we met years ago, was that that fitness, that mindset. I mean, I know when um, we first met, there was one things you were doing was about the free diving and that sort mm. of thing. So, mm. you've obviously always been into that. Um, not necessarily push your body beyond the limit, but challenge the body and the mind, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the 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 free diving, I'm I'm still love that, and uh, uh, 
Actually, that's one of the things that I'm going to start building into my lifestyle even more once we move to Dubai, because at the moment, living in the UK, it's um, pretty much a once a year thing when I go on a holiday. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I, I love that side of things. I, you know, there's, there's, certain, um, there's certain sports that fascinate me from a mindset perspective. The, the freediving fascinates me because it's an absolute mastery over your mind because when somebody is holding their breath and and swimming as deep as they can, Mm. inevitably there are going to be these brief thoughts that pop up like, what if I die down here? Um, (laughs) Or, or, you know, oh shit, what if I get cramp? And and, uh, uh, don't get stressed. Yes. (laughs) And and the heart rate starts to race and so on. So so you you have to absolutely learn to master that um, master your mind in that sense. And that, that just in, uh, carries over into life because life's like that. But mm. the when you have a an environment where your life depends on it, then it forces you to learn it. Yeah. Whereas a lot of times, you know, a lot of us are bumbling our way through life and we're at work, you know, somebody dumps extra stuff on on your desk or interrupts you and you're like oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, and and but you don't you, you know it, there's no immediate obvious consequence of allowing yourself to go into that kind of uh kind of reaction so you mm-hmm. just kind of let it go but over time all of these things kind of start to accumulate so i i, I love things like that with um with free diving um yeah it's it's a fascinating sport to me uh, it's not something that i pursue aggressively no. um i mainly use it for just for fun because i i, I I also just love being underwater so the more time i can spend underwater the better it's not quite they're under there isn't it <laughs> but it's so so when you when you look at these things and you're you're challenging yourself and you've learned all of these things in order to help your clients and and that sort of thing what do you feel are some of the core elements that you focus on to assist with your clients making that positive impact um there's there's a few things that I go uh, that I do going into it, um, but what one of the one of the beliefs that I have is there's always a way. Uh, no, yeah. no matter who who I'm faced with, I I know I can help. I know I can have a, a positive impact, mm-hmm. and uh, j- just just knowing that there is an answer. You you uh, and you will find it. You just got to relentlessly go looking for it. Uh, I think it's one of the really important things. Um, and also being completely in the moment with the client. So that, that skill and that ability to be in the moment when you're free diving and mm. to uh, completely master your thoughts and focus on only what matters mm. and what's important is uh, translation to when you're with a client. You, you know, if you're with a client and at the same time you're, struggling with your own stuff where you're like oh did i leave the gas hob on or you know whatever it is that pops into your head you're not in the moment you're not you're not adding the value that you could with your client and you you know there's stuff that you might miss so i think that ability to be in the moment is really important yeah and that that, i mean that's one of the um that's one of the reasons why i'm so glad i studied hypnotherapy Mm. is and and even the nlp side as well as it's because of that that ability to make sure that you're focusing, you're actively listening, but you're also focusing on everything that is going on with the client. Because yeah. you can, as you rightly said, that you can, so if you're not, if you don't train yourself and you don't de- dedicate the time and the, to what the client deserves, then mm. you're going to be distracted and you can pick up so much more mm. when you are 100. Doesn't matter what the heck's going on in the world, in your life or whatever. <clears throat> It's mm. it's that client deserves your time, energy, and attention 
in yeah. that moment, don't they? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you 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 have to add that value, and it's and it's all about them. Um, yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah. So so when you so one of the things obviously with with yourself is is you you know even from back when we've known you know how to look after yourself, and mm. it's and it's that for me is is one of the things is is as I said when we first started speaking before we recorded. When I was looking at someone to talk about the fitness and the health side as well as the mindset, for me there was no one better who I knew who did this. Thanks, man. And well, you know, hands off. I mean, I'm jealous of you. I have to admit. <laughs> um, when I told my wife that I had a uh, had a friend who modelled for um, men's health, I can tell you, <laughs> you know, even though we've been married for twenty years, you know, she wanted to see the cover. But it's it's one of those things. Is is for you what? How important do you put the physical health to the mental health of someone who wants to be successful? Um, it's, it's so easy to neglect, right? When um, and if we're if we're talking about success in terms of business success, which yeah. uh, I'd imagine a lot of your listenership, you know, it's, it's you know they they, they want to be successful and they want to achieve uh, amazing things. That's um, f- firstly let's let's deal with the, the physical fitness because that's that one's easy. Um, the when when your body is operating optimally and efficiently the amount that translates into better ability to handle stress better ability to focus and concentrate uh to be resourceful um to tap into your ability to be creative to overcome problems it's it, it is night and day and and people often don't realize the difference it can make um i think one of the easiest ways to describe it to someone if they um, haven't really experimented in this area is you know it's like when you take somebody who is just dehydrated and but they don't know it literally they have like two cups of coffee a day and then maybe a glass of water and that's pretty much all they've yeah. had on a daily basis and then you get them hydrated enough and all of a sudden like they feel amazing yeah. and you say to them actually you don't feel amazing this is normal yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you were so far below optimal before, um, mm. you just didn't realize it. But that was your normal back then, mm. um, and it, it, it's the same when you start doing the other stuff. When you start uh, uh, exercising, and it, and it doesn't have to be this. Uh, you know, the problem with the fitness industry is so much of it has become the aesthetics and vanity industry. Yes. You know, you you pick up men's health, uh, women's health. Mm. It's all about the abs, the bikini body, um, it's all about looking a certain way. And so people then start thinking, you know, that's what I need to do in order to be healthy as well. And uh, yes, there's an there's a definite, definite correlation between health Mm. um, and aesthetics, if you're into that kind of stuff. But um, often that also intimidates a lot of people, Uh, you know, people who only are interested in the health side of things, you know, Mm. they they can feel pressured or they you know maybe they don't know what to do and it's just a case of just just those little things that go a long way you know mm. um it incorporating you know if you're not eating any vegetables incorporating vegetables every meal um reducing your intake of uh, of the crap and just walking and moving more just generally being more active and you'll notice a massive difference in how you feel yeah. um and but you've got to have a big enough reason why uh, to do it, and I think that's the biggest place that that uh, is a hang up for a lot of people that that fail to implement this is that they don't see the relative importance and they're like oh yeah I get there might feel a little bit better but how much difference will it really make? And so I don't think you 
really know the answer to that question until you take a leap of faith and you just implement it for at least three months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then at the end of the three months, you can you can make a decision. Well, that's the physical side of things, but the mental side is just unbelievable. Um, you know, the most people, and, and you will probably probably know this. Most most people that come to you for business advice and they think that it's all about the strategy yeah and and they're obsessed with oh you know what's the best way of you know um my business is losing money what do i need to do or you know how do i get more customers and you you discover that actually their biggest hang-ups are all mindset related and you know that they're they're doubting themselves all the time they uh they have a, a fear of rejection so they're not um they're not asking for business they're not um putting their marketing content out there um they, uh, they, they've got monkey minds going on, their minds jumping back and forth from one thing to another. They can't focus on one particular task um, at any one time. So their productivity's through the floor, their efficiency's through the floor. So all of these mindset things that, you know, but they're so obsessed with, oh, what's, what's the next trick that's going to make me a million dollars? It's like, hang on a second. Learn to manage your own anxiety first, and then we can talk. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's, that's crucial to any business. Yeah, and I would, I would say is this, over seventy five percent of the people I work with, it's mm. it is exactly that situation. They mm. bring you they bring you in to look at the systems and the processes because mm. the business isn't working and they believe that that's what they need assistance with. Yeah. But then it's you bring it up and you realize that you know over seventy five percent is the mental mind game of yeah. well, what is it that you're stopping yourself from doing or how is it that you're communicating because of your insecurities or or your bad habits to the rest of your staff or whatever how is oh, that yeah. transferring over it's 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 an unbelievable amount and i think is is people i think that because you look at it from the soft skills and the hard skills is people are willing to go okay i can sort out the hard skills it takes a lot of courage and and honesty yes. to look at those those self ones and i know from um you know, because you know me, you know me when I was just sort of starting to get better. Um, yeah. it, there was an awful lot of challenges I have to do that. But when you understand the power that is within that, and you mm. mentioned earlier on about the power of focusing on what's going on right now, mm. and rather than what's happened a week ago or what's going to happen in two weeks, there is an amazing amount of, ch- well, the shift starts when you focus on what's going on now, not what you want to do in three weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, you need that. Uh, you need that big picture direction. But yes. once you know where you're going, you need to focus on just what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so much of that stuff. There's so much of that mindset stuff that people just aren't aware of um, in in business. Like the perfectionist is another classic one, right? Yeah. I mean, you must have loads of clients who come to you who are stressed and overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that they're massive perfectionists about yeah. stuff and they, they're almost proud of it. They're like, oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm a yeah. perfectionist. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on a second. Um, the fact that you're a perfectionist, one is making you massively stressed and anxious, yeah. which is influencing your productivity. Um, two, two is making you le- way less efficient, yes. um, because you're taking way longer to do, uh, you know, do any of those tasks. Yeah. Um, three, you're missing the big picture because you're so obsessed with that one thing that you're trying to get perfect. You've actually missed, you know, all of the other um, elements of your business, yeah. like you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get your shop looking perfect, but uh, yeah. you know, you, you, you're a shop in the desert kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but also when you, when you break it down, one of the primary motivations for perfectionism is a fear of being judged. Yes. 
um, you know, because if I can get everything in my life absolutely perfect, then nobody's going to criticize me. Yeah. Well, guess what? People are going to judge you anyway. So you might, <laughs> yeah. you might as well allow yourself to be seen. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you say, it, it takes, it takes a real element of courage to look at that and go, you know what? Yeah, that, that is me. And as much as it pains me to admit it and I, and as uncomfortable as it is to admit that, um, okay, let's work on this. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm a recovering perfectionist, David. Mm. Yeah, mm. because it's it's it is it is an amazing. I mean, when as as we know with the chronic fatigue people that we've worked with, is is it, it is amazing how we create that. We want that security. Yes. In in order to, and we believe that perfection is security. And yeah. Once you once you understand that, no, oh, no, it's not. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> but exactly. But it, and, but it's it's and it's trying to educate people and get them to see that just because people have told them this or just because it's worked once or twice does not mean that it is a strategy to use every yeah. single day. And I think that's part of the biggest problem, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, that 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 need for uh, that need for certainty and guarantees um, is is another big driver for for perfectionism, right? Is that yeah. uh, you know so, some people have such a need for certainty that they need to know what's going to happen before it happens, and yes. they want they want absolute guarantees that they'll never be hurt in love, that their business won't ever fall into debt, and it's guaranteed to be a success. That you know if they change their nutritional program they'll never like put on weight or um you know th things will go perfectly and you don't get to have that degree of guarantee and certainty on this side of the transaction you haven't earned it yet no but what some people try and do is that they try and give themselves guarantees by okay i've got everything absolutely 100 percent perfectly all my ducks in a row and then they 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 finally after months or years of del deliberation take the step that you were trying to get them to do years ago yeah and then all of a sudden, oh shit! Yeah. Like, there was this thing that I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, the only way that you really have any level of certainty is just um, to back yourself and to mm. back your own ability to be tenacious and to go. You know what? I don't know everything that's going to happen, and I know there's going to be some problems, but I know I'll find a way. I'll do whatever it takes. I will put in the work. I will. I, I will seek the help that I need to. I'll make the investments. I'll. I'll take the hit. Whatever it takes, I, I will overcome those problems and those obstacles as I go. Mm. Um, I think that ability to have faith and to trust. Mm. Uh, for the perfectionist, yeah. at least. Yeah. So I'm talking to the perfectionist right now, as opposed to the reckless person who doesn't think twice and jumps in and makes yeah. stupid decisions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thinking that they're a free, they're a free spirit. No, yeah, just exactly. bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know exactly. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Brilliant. All right, dude. So we've come to the end of the first part. The second part is the question time. Okay. So cool. what I'm going to ask you is. Um, Several questions I ask every guest on the show just so we can work on what the common threads are. And also, I'm a little bit nosy and I'm always interested in these sort of things. So question number one is, how much time a week do you spend on self-development? Oh, geez. Well, as it's my job, um, a lot. Uh, but I think that there's a couple of ways I'll, I'll answer this question. Firstly, um, <clears throat> there are certain practices that I do on a daily basis that are personal development skills that I've either learned or developed, um, uh, such as, you know, me mentally rehearsing, uh, my goals, uh, the version of myself I want to be and, mm -hmm. and setting the day up in the direction that I want it to go in terms of asking myself specific questions. And I will, um, I'll, I'll do that every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also I think there's other 
elements of personal development that are just <clears throat> constant ongoing things like as we mentioned earlier learning to manage your state yep. um, and, and get yourself into the most optimal state for this particular task it's something that i you know now is is a habitual thing but it's still something that i i literally i do it all day long mm. um so i think one of the things one of the mistakes i see a lot of people making in the personal development industry is the uh sorry um, one of the mistakes I see in the uh, personal industry is the um, shiny object syndrome. Yeah, where it's oh right, I've learned that thing. Now what's next? And they they only actually get excited about what's new and what's shiny. Uh, so I think people have to understand about mastering the basics. Yeah, and you know some of the things that you learn, you learn them. You don't just learn them once. You do it every day. And not only do you do it every day, but you get better at doing that one thing every day. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's one element. But then I will also um, expose myself to new material. I'm, all, uh, uh, I'm, I'm constantly learning or studying um, every day. Uh, I, I, well, I say every day. Strictly speaking, not every day, but it probably mm. averages out about – uh, an hour a day, I reckon. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause some, some days I'll do two or three hours. Other days I won't do any. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it probably averages out about an hour a day of either reading or, or, um, uh, you know, watching videos or yeah. okay. um, whatever it is. Yeah. No, brilliant. Excellent. And it's also, you bring up that good point. It's about giving you time to embed the learning. Yeah. You know, because you are right. There's so many people that will sound like squirrel and they'll just bounce to yeah. whatever the next thing is. And, they wonder why that book was really good, but they haven't taken the time to implement it. Exactly. You know, and it's a great, a great example was um, I, um, a friend of mine, um, read Essentialism, and I love that book. It's a, it's yeah. a fantastic book. Yeah. But once he did it, he then bounced and he went, you know, I read some really good essays. You've missed the point of Essentialism. It's, <laughs> it's, it was a great book, but only if you implement it, not if you just read it and then go on to the next one, because the next one could yeah. be, you know, how to maximize your productivity by doubling what you do. I said, so you can't, you, you've got to stop for a second and just go, yeah. what did I like about that? And what can I put in? And, and for me, life is an experiment, you know, is if mm -hmm. something's really good from a book, it doesn't have to be all in the same book. It's take it, use it, see what it's like. And like you said, you know, do something for three months, see mm. how it fits, and then be willing to change. But don't change it on Wednesday when you only read the book on Monday. Doesn't, yes. Doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> and I think in line with that, um, there's a quote that I've been chucking around loads recently, um, which is by Henry Ford, um, along the lines of, uh, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is the probable reason why um, so, so few people engage in it. Oh, yeah. And, Okay. And I think, you know, that that's you know, that example you just gave about your friend with the book Essentialism. It's like, you know, I'm willing to read the book because that's fun. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I have to actually think and apply yeah. myself cognitively, yeah. then um, sort that. That's too much hard work. Yeah. What's, the, what's, <laughs> next, what's the next book that's going to make yeah. me feel good in the short term? Yeah. Now I'm going to go to the one thing because that's. I mean, the the name is in the title, but it doesn't matter. We'll just we'll just bounce. <laughs> okay. Question number two is: Is what is your favorite personal development book and why? And it doesn't have to be a traditional personal development book. It's just something that has helped make an impact in a positive way in your life? Um, I, I, I struggle with this question because there are so many to choose. I think the one I'm going to go with for the moment okay. uh, is Extreme Ownership by um, 
uh, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And okay. I would highly recommend that people get the audio version because it's read by the authors. All right. Um, have you come across this book? I haven't. No, I haven't. It, it, it's amazing. So it's um, uh, they're both uh, Navy SEALs or ex-Navy SEALs. Right. And it's that they have, uh, since retiring from the military, uh, launched a company um who go into businesses and, and, and help on uh, um, business coaching, uh, leadership and, and management um, development. And, and they basically teach what they've learned in terms of leadership and management skills uh, into um, you know, c- civilian sphere. Okay. And it's, it's phenomenal. Each chapter of the book the, uh, starts off with an, uh, uh, each chapter is a specific uh, principle of mm-hmm. leadership. And then they give uh, an example from, uh, from, uh, warfare where okay. they've had to implement this and then they apply uh, they give an example of a consultation that they will have done in business and a specific issue that came up for a company that they helped that was this that illustrates the same principle um it's it's so it's so empowering because you you know they're they're hardened kind of war veterans mm-hmm. so from certainly in, I, I would imagine um uh you've got a lot of um uh a lot of male uh, clients in the work that you do but yeah. but um you know uh, chase life is a, a female only program and we have it as uh, one of the core texts for the mm-hmm. girls to listen to and, okay. and that, that they all really get into it as well it, it obviously has a, a very masculine element to it but yeah. the lessons that you learn from it are phenomenal it's, it's um it's very empowering yeah brilliant fantastic i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna order that when i've embedded the next the book i'm currently reading so I'll put that on my wish list. Okay, so um, question number three is, what is your favorite app? Jeez, um, I guess, you know, there are some that I depend on that uh, I use every day that aren't exciting, um, <laughs> like my calendar. But yeah. I guess the, the one that, um, uh, maybe the one that uh, some people might not know about is uh, Evernote, um, yeah. uh, which is a great app uh, that I use for, organizing all of my notes and my to-do list and, and um okay. uh, s- scheduling because it syncs it syncs between your uh between your, your phone and your computer uh and uh it's, it's a great way of keeping your life organized i think that would probably be my yeah my i'm with life. you on that one i yeah. am evernote evangelist i love it <laughs> okay question number four is what's been your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you uh so Back in 2000 and probably 2008. Okay. Yeah, 2008, I think it was. Um, I uh, I invested in a mentorship uh, that was very expensive and turned out to be uh, terrible. And the the the, the mistake that I made was uh, not doing my due diligence uh, sufficiently enough on the person I was investing in. Um, and, but the second mistake that came out of that was I was, uh, because I'd been burnt, I then withheld from investing any further in any more mentoring uh, after that. Yeah. Um, and I think, sorry about this. Jesus. One (laughs) of the things we're going to make sure is David's a very popular chap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> so uh yeah and so i basically uh, didn't didn't uh go on any other mentorship after that for, for a long time and that that was that was probably the biggest mistake that came came out of that because you know it 
every every um, fast growing, forward thinking, innovative company mm. invests anywhere between ten and fifty percent of their income into ongoing uh, professional development. Mm. Um, and that's just that's just standard. That's just one of the cost of doing doing business. And, yeah. and you have to be uh, you have to be ahead of the curve, and you have to be constantly doing that kind of stuff. So um, now. If that applies to to business, then surely that applies to you uh, yeah. as an individual. Yeah. And so I think that's just one of the things that people have to be prepared to do. And if you're prepared to do that, then every once in a while, you know, what, even if you do do your due diligence, um, does does that mean that you know there, there there won't be some that you do that turn out to be less than worth it? Mm. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Um, but again. The, the, the alternative is it just just isn't even worth considering, no. um, because the alternative is remaining stuck where you are. And you know the fastest way to grow is to um, is to invest in experts because you you save yourself years and years, um, and, and you don't you you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's you know I I I have uh, I have mentors every single year. Um, my mentors have mentors, yeah. and all of the people that are leading the industry and and any industry that you're in, in fact, all have mentors of their own. Yeah. Um, and people that you know pe- people that advise them and that that they can go to for expert help and guidance. That they all have those those people in their lives. Um, and yeah. so it's, it's, it's so important to do that, I think. But yeah, that was one of the biggest mistakes I yeah. made. I, think. I always, I always tell people who are asking about coaching and whether they're seeing me or not, but if they see their coach, ask who coaches them yeah. because then it shows that they, because if you're, if you're a coach or you're a trainer or you're a mentor or whatever, if you are not investing in the same <clears throat> thing, yeah. why do you expect people to buy off you, yes. you know, and invest in you? Because you obviously don't think it's that important. Exactly, so, and and coaching is an intangible thing. Yeah, or you're arrogant enough to think you know it all. Well, yeah. So that's the other dangerous one, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So question number five is: What are your challenges in balancing work and life, and how do you manage them? Um, I think one of the things with uh, work-life balance is that a lot of people see it as uh, a a destination that you tick off your to-do list. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a constant daily evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, uh, you, when I help people, uh, people, one of the things that I'll do is I'll, I'll get them to, uh, to work on the big picture. So even though they might be coming for one specific thing, whether it's, <clears throat> um, a, a body transformation or, um, overcoming, you know, a particular, uh, mental health issues that they've been struggling with or help you know, improving their business, whatever, mm-hmm. I, I still get them to design everything else outside of that as well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, because, Otherwise, you you do, uh, as you say, get out of balance. Um, but it's 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 a fluid concept, and and what is a balanced life for you might not be a balanced life for me. But it's important okay. to know what you need uh, yeah. in in order to uh, in order you know if if you look at the broad general trend over the course of a year, mm. what's the balance that works for you? You know, do you see your parents? Um, you know, every weekend, or do you see them two or three times a year, um, and everything else in between? You know, um, how, how do you make sure that you not only achieve the success you want, but also a, a genuinely passionate and fulfilling life along the way? And so, first of all, you start with that ideal, but recognize it's an ideal that is in flux, and there are going to be times when maybe you have a deadline or a project and you push harder in work and you back off from other things. Um, 
But I, I have a principle for all the people that I work with, which is even if you have to back off on other stuff, you never allow anything to regress. You okay. never back off from your marriage to the point where it starts having problems. You never back off from your health and your fitness to the point where that starts to deteriorate. Yeah. Um, you do enough to put it into maintenance mode. Yeah. Um, that that's the bare minimum. Mm. Um, so as long as you know where your boundaries are with that, then you have this window within which you can fluctuate. Yes. Um, oh, and I think yeah. it's it, it's important that, to, to understand that you, you you can't push maximally in every area, and a lot of people no. want to do that. It's like yeah, you know, yes. I, I want you know I, I want supreme fitness, and I want to finish um, an Ironman in world record time, and I want to no. you know have. Uh, conceive and have kids and yeah. have the best relationship ever and yeah. blah blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. and it's like well yeah. hold on a second like what's yeah. your priority right now yeah yeah, yeah. If they bottled that that would be amazing but um, <laughs> but i think but i think it's that interesting thing is is because when people think of balance they think of 50 50 and yeah. it's like that's just not it's the, the word the word balance is just so wrong yeah for that whole concept and it's yeah. whether you call it a blend or an integration or whatever you want to call it but understand that it's not do as much at home as you do at work because some days there's going to be more attention that needs to be in one place yep. another. And it's, it's about understanding that. And it's that awareness is power is yep. when you become aware of what's going on, then you can make those decisions in for in, in, and prepare for that rather than just move and be in a reactive state. Cause that's where problems happen. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. So question number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Jeez, <clears throat> uh, there's quite a few things here. Um, <laughs> I think, um, I think one one of them is expect it to be harder than you think it's going to be. Oh yes. Uh, I think I, I think that I, I'd probably start with that. I'd yeah. probably start with that. The, the the number of people that get bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, and it's like, you know, I'm sick of being told what to do. I yeah. want to be my own boss. Yeah. Um, I want to do my own thing. I want to have an impact, yeah. uh, and all of these things. And then they they think, oh yeah, all I need to do is set up an online membership site and then the money will come flooding in yeah. or, you know, all I need to do is this. All I need to do is open up a shop or yeah. open up a gym or yeah. something. And, and then, you know, if you build it, they will come and, yeah. and it's, it's a constant, uh, daily grind. And yeah. now the, the, the upsides are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The upsides absolutely are phenomenal. I mean, Rachel and I now have a lifestyle where we can literally work from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, we get to travel loads. Mm. Uh, and if we decide one day, you know what, we're going to drop everything and we're going to bugger off, um, we can do that and we can mm. afford to do that. Yeah. Um, but that being said, we work harder mm. than we would if we had a um, nine-to-five job. Yes. Um, we, we work way harder. We, um, you know, it's – 
in all honesty, we, we work seven days a week. Now, one, one, of, my, one of my rules is to have a, a one day completely off. But when we have an intake um, for Chase Life, mm. we, need to, we need to make sure that we check, um, uh, check up on the girls. Because if, yeah. if anyone has a major wobble, yeah. I'm not going to leave them for 24, 48 hours before getting back to them. So, um, so I will check. So usually on a Sunday, it's literally uh, most of the time they're all good. Um, you, most of the time it's a case of check and uh, mm. there's not too much that needs uh, dealing with and I can move on but um uh, but I have to be a, so so yeah we you know we work way harder way longer than we would if if we were employed yeah. and I think that's I think that's something for a lot of people to consider as well who are uh, either just starting out or, or considering an entrepreneurial journey it's not for everyone mm-hmm. and I think I think people see that as an insult it's like oh what you don't think I have what it takes no not at all it's it's what's right for you and some people actually so one of my friends um a really good friend of mine um, he was in investment banking. He was a quants trader, um, and uh, he decided that he wanted to go out uh, and branch out on his own. And, and he got bitten by the entrepreneurial bug. And uh, mm-hmm. so he he launched a, a software company. He uh, launched his own own hedge funds, and he's got to the point now where he's decided he's decided. You know what? Like the 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 stress and mm-hmm. the work and the problems and the people management and all of that. Um, isn't worth it. And he's built his company to a point where he's uh, now going to sell it. He's uh, hopefully going to sell it this year. Uh, and, um, and actually, you know, um, financially it, it, it will turn out, um, yeah. uh, should, should, should turn out well for him, but he's decided to go back to what he used to do, but now he has all of a sudden a completely new appreciation for it. It's yeah. like, wow, you know what? I didn't, I didn't appreciate how stress-free my previous job was. It was yeah. so easy. Um, and I do actually enjoy that line of work, and the money's good. So yeah. um, he's actually going back to employment. So I think it's that's something that's really important for people to consider: is are are you prepared to properly, properly graft and hustle for at least ten years, at yeah. least ten yeah. years, if, yeah. if not twenty? Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think it's that um, you work for a more demanding boss, you work a hell of a lot longer hours, and I yeah. think it's and it, you're right, it's it's. There's got to be something more than, I guess, from my view of it, there's got to be something more than the money. There's yes. got to be something more than I just don't want to be told what to do to fuel yes. it because there will be days, maybe yeah. weeks, maybe months, maybe even years where every, things just aren't working. And yeah. you've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to dig deep. And um, I really, for me, that's where ME was beneficial for me. Yeah, because I can look at it and go, you know, what I love what I do, which is what I'm very, very fortunate of. But I can, I have survived worse. So yes. that means I can just go, okay, let's just let's just focus on the results and don't worry about the other stuff. And and the fact that I've had that, and I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. But the fact that I've had that, it, I can always look back and go, you know, it's it's still not as hard as that. So yeah. okay, let's just let's just keep on going. That's and a I, great resource. Yeah, it is. And it's and it and you know, is what you say is you tap into how you want to be and <clears> you know, and it's and it's learning these little soft skills, these mm. fantastic little pebbles that can create amazing ripples that yeah. can create something far, far, you know, to waves to whatever you want to call it. It is it is amazing, but it's that consistency and persistence of doing it and not just going, Well, it's worked today. So now I'll not do it for the next three weeks until I feel crap. <laughs> and yeah. then we'll keep on going because so many people will do that. 
Jeff, it worked and then it stopped. Well, how often have you been doing it? Oh, well, I stopped once it worked. <laughs> so, okay, let's, let's get back to the drawing board. Yeah. Okay, so the final question is the life lesson question. So all you need to do is pick a number between 1 and 50. And these are lessons that I have, kind of like these are rules that I live by um, from my illness to having my business to everything else. And I'm always intrigued if people have had similar ones. You can disagree with them. That's not a problem because they're based on lessons. So it's always interesting to see what your views are. So pick a number between 1 to 50, Dave. 38. Ooh, 38. Let's, uh, uh, oh, this is where technology fails. Oh, there you go. Okay, brilliant. Okay, 38, the critics. Okay, so this is about making sure that when you, you know, if you're starting your own business or if you're wanting to go and do something for yourself, there's two elements to this. Is Number one is the internal critic, which is um, they can be extremely um, aggressively vile and limiting. But then there's the, then there's the, external critics those people that just because they haven't achieved it they will try and sabotage your success or you know drop poison in your thoughts about stopping you from moving on because if they haven't been able to achieve it you can't or think about the worries and everything else and it's that be aware that that is going to go on but also be mindful that you don't have to listen to them yeah. and i'm just wondering what your thoughts are oh, i couldn't couldn't agree more couldn't agree more and, and to be honest i think I'm 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 gonna make a, a sweeping generalization. Um, we can we we can assess afterwards if, if this is true or not. But mm. I wouldn't mind betting that most of the people who struggle and don't get the results that they want, this is the primary issue. Yeah, is, I would agree. Yeah, um, is being judged internally um, yeah. from themselves or fear of being judged externally. Yeah, uh, I think it's 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 such a such a common such a common fear mm. uh, for for so many people is is uh, what what if what if i get ridiculed um what what if yeah. people don't like it uh and so on uh, yeah, yeah it's it's the biggest challenge and obstacle that people come across yeah. and you, uh, i think in in some instances it's just a case of feel the fear and do it anyway i yes. think it's a case of just being just purely being aware yeah. that that's what you're doing to yourself and just being aware of uh you know what like even though i want to make an excuse as to why i shouldn't get this out there or why i shouldn't ask for the sale or whatever it is i can identify that the only reason why i'm looking for an excuse is because i'm scared yeah. and if you if you're on if you're self aware enough and you're honest enough with yourself and you can recognize you know what considering the big picture that's just that's that's going to cause more harm than good mm. and i think i think the, the 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 best place to start for somebody to change this behavior is firstly become aware of it but then secondly recognize what that's going to cost you mm. be, because what, what's, what's it going to cost you if you do get it out there and someone does criticize you? Yeah. You know, it might be embarrassing in the short term. Um, you, you know, it's basically just short term pain. Yes. And, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's, what's the worst case? Somebody looks at you and goes, ha ha, I told you, you idiot. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Big deal. Whatever. Yeah. Like, get, get over your ego. Yeah. But what's the worst case scenario if you hold back? Yeah. And, and understand that you're not just holding back just this once because that's what you've always told yourself, right? Mm. All, all of those just this once have all added up to keep you stuck for 15 years. Yes. Yeah, and totally. that's what it's going to cost you. 
if you don't step up and get yourself out there right now, it's going to cost you the next 15 years, not just this once. Yeah. And when, when, when you can look at the, the downsides of not stepping up yeah. and, 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 and delivering, then that's what helps you to push you over the edge uh, to, to, to make the leap. And, and after a while, you just become de- desensitized to it. And, and, yeah. and because so, something else as well is that no matter what your opinion, somebody somewhere is going to disagree with it. Oh, yeah, it, absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. And even if you have picked a, you know, an area that is you know, like uber safe and that everybody likes, mm. like, you know, cake or puppies or yeah. something, you know, yeah. some, somebody somewhere isn't going to like what you do. No. And that might be, you know, 0.01%. Mm. And so you put something out there to, you know, your 1,000 followers, mm. then only one person is going to disagree with that. And chances are they pro- probably won't even voice it. Yeah. But once you've got, you know, once you're advertising to a level where you're exposing your message to half a million people, a million people and beyond, yeah. then guess what? You're going to have hundreds of people yeah. saying, this is shit, I don't agree with it, etc., etc. Yeah. et cetera. It's going to, it's a statistical guarantee. Of course it is, yeah. And so you just have to get over yourself and do it anyway. Brilliant. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so um, okay, so that's all the questions. Um, uh, the floor is yours to share with people how they can find out more about you, how they can form find out more about your programs. So uh, take it away, Dave. Oh, amazing. Uh, well, um, as as I mentioned earlier, uh, my primary business is uh, Chase Life, which uh, Rachel, my wife, and I run. Uh, so you can find out more about Chase Life on joinchaselife.com. Uh, so as, as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Chase Life is a, uh, a female-only total mind and body transformation. Uh, it's a, uh, we, we have a number of uh, platforms and formats. Uh, we do it online. We also do uh, seminars uh, around the world as well. Um, the UK, Sid, uh, Sydney, uh, and uh, Dubai as well. Um, and you can also follow me on Facebook. That's uh, facebook.com forward slash david.godfrey.page. Uh, tw- uh, Instagram and Twitter are dxgodfrey. That's X for Xavier or X-Ray. Uh, yeah, that's where people can, uh, c- can find out about me and follow what I do. Uh, most, uh, most weeks pumping out different, uh, videos or articles or, um, bits of content, uh, uh to help people make co- very immediate, uh, changes, I guess, um, as, as much as I can with a, a lot of the content that I put out there, I, I want to add value in some way and, and give, mm. give somebody one thing that they can do right away that helps to make a change rather than, uh, um, uh, Rather than just putting out uh, yeah. a, a, a quote and yeah, just yeah. Sharing, sharing a quote that yeah. makes no difference, yeah. and they're I like, great I like... videos as well. I'm loving the videos. Oh, thank you, thank you. But so that's brilliant. Yeah. And oh, I'll put all them on the show notes as well, Dave, um, so people can see that when they um, listen to the the podcast as well. Brilliant, David. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's lovely catching up with you, and I wish you the greatest success. Likewise, Jeff. Uh, thanks very much for having me on. So first of all, just let me say a huge thank you for tuning in or subscribing to the show. I'm very grateful for that. If you have any suggestions of topics that you would like to to suggest that we have on the show, or perhaps you want to give me feedback of uh, 
what you think about the show, then you can send any emails to podcast at jeffdickelson.co.uk. I love hearing from you and your feedback really does help me make the show better. So if you want to find out more about me or how I can assist you to live the exceptional life, then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk or you can follow me on Twitter, look for GN Coach, or on all other social media sites, I am Jeff Nicholson UK. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you've also enjoyed the show, can I invite you to pop over to iTunes and give us a rate and review as it really does help make the podcast more visible to increase its audience. I look forward to speaking to you next week and I want to take this time to wish you the greatest success. Take care.